Hi, this is Scott Bertelson. I was a public education instructor at Forest City High School for 39 slash 40 hoops counting years. And during that time, I learned a lot about myself in life, as I still am now in my retirement. That's why I am hosting Mr. B's Dinner Party on this podcast platform. And I hope that you will join me at the dinner table for conversational morsels for the mind. Now, you may be wondering what that is. Well, you'll have to tune in to find out. But let me guarantee you, you will leave my dinner table feeling full and feeling satisfied. Join Mr. B's Dinner Party from Sunnyside Farm Studios every other Wednesday. Hope that you will join me for Mr. B's Dinner Party on this platform. I'm Troy Thompson. Over the last 15 years, our family has worked hard to create a place we call the center of the universe, a place where our kids and someday our grandkids can come home to and laugh, have fun, learn how to work, pray, worship God, and be a place to celebrate life with all our friends. After a quarter century in uniform, I put away one set of boots for another. Working on our acreage, improving the land, fixing some structures, and building new ones. We say, give back to the community. Be useful. Keep your hands calloused and spread the gospel. This is a little place in a little state right in the middle of flyover country, from which cries out a voice in the wilderness to all who might want to listen, learn, and laugh along with us. This is our American dream. Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to Sunnyside. Boy, it's great to be with you wherever you happen to be and whatever it is that you happen to be doing. Remember, I hope you're doing something useful while you're listening to this, working with your hands or doing something uh, that is helping bring the sunny side of life to someone else's life. And that's what we're always trying to advocate for. But I will, that's a lot of uh, a lot of ending and prepositions there. I'm pretty good at that. So with me today, yes. so excited. I've got the the two guests that we started the entire Sunny Side of Life program with uh, almost uh, 30 episodes ago. And so it's been uh, rolling along. Some shows are better than other. I will concede to that fact. Usually the ones that are just me aren't that great. Don's uh, Don being yeah, the first and the best. That is the voice of uh, none other than Nate Forsberg. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then he's indicating and pointing, which you can't see, to no. the man who has so far thus remained silent, uh-huh. Donovan Johnson, over there on the other microphone. So hi, Don. Say hello. How are you? Yeah, there he is. All right. So we're all just sitting around, the three of us here at Sunnyside and enjoying the afternoon. We're recording this on a Sunday. Uh, We've all uh, had our Sunday morning church experience, and we are the three people that are uh, providing direction for this uh, show that I've referenced uh, several times on the Sunny Side of Life, and that is, of course, the best Christmas pageant ever, which is... Oh, you got that wrong. The best, best Christmas pageant ever. Correct. The best, best Christmas pageant ever. I think that the marketing material will still state just the best Christmas pageant ever, but Barbara Robinson did a great job writing that book, and everybody's so happy with it, and that that became a uh, television movie for about an hour long, and then it's been a a, a play, and then it's even a musical for... uh, uh, There's a version of that which we didn't like we decided not to do that so we're going to do our our own thing uh that involves music as well so i've 
um, several, several months ago, may, oh, I guess I would say a year ago, um, uh, my wife and I, Heidi, were saying, let's uh, do another Christmas show. Uh, we typically have done Christmas shows, either directing or I've done the set and she's done props and, and we just kind of like doing that type of stuff. And they said, well, if we're going to do one that I'm going to direct again, I want it to be uh, the best Christmas pageant ever and uh, we didn't really know much about it we just remembered it as kids and we think and it was probably a great you know big full full show and it's actually a very short show it's about a 70 minute written as written show Mm -hmm. and um we were like well this is not going to be long enough for a presentation of brick street theater which is the community theater here in forest city we want to make it something that's a full-on uh just under two hour program and we want to make it completely unique. And so then we started brainstorming. Uh, and uh, several months ago, and that's when I approached the two of you and said, here's what uh, we want to do. Mm-hmm. Are you guys in? And so uh, we'll, we're going to have a conversation today just about the the best Christmas pageant ever and 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 how that ministry is uh, something that we're that is that is happening behind the scenes and hopefully right in front of you when you see it uh, if you happen to come and see it at the Bowman uh, in December the first two weekends of December. So let's talk about that. Um, uh, first of all, any thoughts from the two of you? Because I've done a lot of talking on the intro mm-hmm. uh, about uh, the show, and um, we'll start there. What's the sh- what's your what's your impression so far of the best Christmas pageant ever? Uh, it is going to be a, a hilarious behemoth of a show is, is what I'm taking it as. Yeah. Behemoth. It's big. It is big. There's a big cast Yeah, and there are a lot of very highly energetic, uh, naturally funny, wonderful children. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don, what do you think? He's like, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I just came on this show to say this is too much. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm out. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not sure. It is big, and um, I know it's going to be good. It's going to be a great show, and uh, but exactly what it's going to be at the end of it, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not going to claim to know that because right now there's, we've got a lot of irons in the fire between the three of us, and mm-hmm. uh, we've got a lot of different personalities in the cast. A lot. So 80, see, over 80. It's going to be, and I mentioned this to you earlier, it, just seeing what this becomes is going to be, I'm going to be real curious to see yeah. what happens with this show and what, and, and in the end, what it is. I'm expecting a miracle uh, uh, to some degree. Yeah. Uh, and that sounds like we don't have a plan. We absolutely have a plan. The three of us sitting here at this table, we've got our schedules lined out uh, for the next uh, several weeks as we approach the the uh, opening night in the production of the show. But um, when I say miracle, I mean um, as I've done this, as a, as as we've prepared for this, have we uh, even getting to you know the point where we're. Uh, getting auditions prepared and then wondering, well, who's going to come to this show? And it's like, we've got this cast that already has 30 people built into the, to the, the show that's written, but we're going to add a choir, an all-star choir. That's going to not just do, uh, I mean, they're going to do some complicated compositions and Don will have you talk about that. We've decided to add two Saturday night, uh, dinner theater uh, presentations experiences. experiences that has not been done by the community theater in its uh, 50 year experience so far. So we're going to try to add a show on top of a show mm-hmm. that is a show about a show within a show. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of showing going it's on little, here. It's a little meta. Oh my gosh. It's just this incredible. So yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but the miracle of it is, 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 is when you walk out, right. 
what I'm hoping for uh, is that when people leave the auditorium that night, mm-hmm. that they are inspired to um, consider the the gospel message of the nativity, the birth of Christ, the Savior, uh, and the uh, effect that that has on them, their family, their community uh, at large, and and how they then go about acting upon that right. uh, in the holiday season, yeah. uh, which there still will be plenty of time for, and then into the new year and hopefully forever. Yeah. Yeah. I Well said. And I think when it comes to what is the bigger theme and the message of this show, I think at the heart of it... Um, a huge, huge part of it is, is redemption. Um, yeah, there you go. Every, every good story that sticks with human, human humanity <laughs> throughout history is a story of redemption because that's what the story of humanity is. And that's what Jesus brings to Christmas. And that's what Jesus brings to this world. And that's what every soul on this planet needs. And so I, I, I also, as well, um, I'm, I'm hoping and praying for the same thing that people leave the theater that night and feel like that has been what has the the story that's been placed in their heart, and that when when that happens, your life is forever changed. When we started talking several months ago about how we were going to put this together, what it might look like, um, and that was the word that from the get go, like right. this is a story about redemption. This is a story about a, a family of ne'er-do-well children, six kids, the herdmans who come into the church mostly to get the uh, the goodies, the cookies, the, the refreshments that are free because they think that the pastor is rich. Uh, they get it uh, coming into that, and then they end up getting a whole lot more. They end up getting the story of the birth of Christ, and then they become those characters in the pageant, and it changes the pageant uh, uh, for the uh, congregation, which is the audience in this case, and then it changes, I believe, the kids themselves uh, forever, which is the idea, right? And 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 it even and it even changes the people that are in a, in a part of the church, because when you see redemption happen in people, even if you've uh, been around it and seen it before, it 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 uh, hits you as in, intensely. I think uh, that should that should be a part of it for us every time we see it. Um, and I think that's another cool uh, layer of this story is how that redemption hits even the people that are, I'm, I'm doing air quotes that nobody can see right now, but the church people. <laughs> right, right. And there's going to be some, uh, that naturally opens up itself to some hilarious comedy. And I think also some insight into what it means to, um, what it means to be changed by uh, the gospel of Jesus. Don, how does the, 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 you know, you're not sure how it's going to turn out. I think that's what we're all hoping for is that it, that they leave with that that sense of um, peace and redemption uh, from the story of the nativity. But um, you have a, 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 a very critical role to play in this. This is not a musical. Uh, there is a musical version of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. It's a little campy. We didn't want to do that. Um, we wanted to do our own thing. And so we took the play, and then we were fortunate to have uh, Donovan Johnson just Brought hang, in the hanging around and saying, how do we make this show um, have a soundtrack, right. but also have um, a, a secondary story that uh, we're not going to blow. Uh, the cast knows it now because we've done the read-through. They know the, the, the twist at the end that we've added um, that we think uh, – brings it full circle. And I think you'll love that, but, uh, we include a choir. And so Don, let's talk about the role of the music, 
and the work that goes into that and, and how that builds the redemption story that we're trying to express. Yeah, I think um, the music is, uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, the music is pretty critical to the production in that it's going to add another layer of depth to uh, exactly what it is that we're trying to get across here. So, you know, I wouldn't call it, it is a comical production. I wouldn't call it fluffy. Mm-mm. It's definitely not fluffy. Right? No. It's, uh, the message is very spiritual. And um, so I think uh, at the end of that, we really want to, we want to really make that message as clear as possible. If, yeah, if some easily offended snowflake were to walk in, <laughs> And they were just looking for some fluffy production. That's not what they're going to get here. Right. Okay. Right. And um, it's a fairly secular message, mm-hmm. but uh, but a much more spiritual message. And it's a deep message. And that's what I'm trying to uh, musically portray as well. And like you said, it's not a musical. Mm-hmm. So I guess the way I'm looking at that is each of the choir scenes and each of the music scenes within the play itself, I want to be um, little sort of miniature performances within the whole of the performance. So rather than being a musical, it's almost like you've got these little mini concert experiences inside of a theater production or or I hate to even use, I don't like to use the word play because that's really not what it is. Yeah, it's something different. It's, yeah. it's kind of its own thing, right? Yeah, yeah. we've created it's, our own thing. It's the Greek chorus. Yeah, that is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, the old, the old theatrical term, the Greek chorus that helps tell the story. Yeah, and you're doing it with music. Right, yeah. right. And you add to that underscoring. Right. Mm-hmm. And the underscoring is uh, creating a mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's really not a whole lot more to say than that. If While people are on the stage and the dialogue is happening, uh, we've got some whimsical jazz mm-hmm. in the back of that. And again, it just creates another layer of depth. And um, I think it provides a, an experience for the viewer yeah. that goes beyond just going out to see a play. Mm-hmm. You know? it, it becomes more of an event. An experience, like you said, Nate. Right, right. Okay. And, uh, and I'm excited. I've got some great musicians lined up to really make this happen uh, in, a, in a pretty big way. Yeah. So we take the musicians. There are six choir scenes that uh, help tell the story that we wrote. So uh, I wrote the, uh, the, the, the six scenes that um, involve choir members. But uh, the music uh, is selected and arranged by by Don and he, and, and then um, they are going to work hard to provide this sound. And I think that, well, to be honest with you, I think we had folks show up um, for auditions and talk about a miracle, by the way, this touch back on that. Like, yeah. we was like, who's going to show up? Who, you know, it's always the big fear. Like, what if we not, what if we don't get 30 people? What if we don't get enough people? Right. What if we, what if we don't get choir members that we didn't you know that we were adding? What if we didn't express that clearly enough to say what we were looking for? And then we had 80 some people, oh, 90, 91 people showed up. We are, we are in a, some people have um, uh, dropped out and I think that's normal. We expected some of that to happen. And, and, and so I'm fine um, with how that works out. But I will tell you that like, we're still over 80 for this cast and uh, 20 of them plus our, our, our choir members and some of them have dual roles, you know, of course, but the reality is, is that 
we that's a miracle. I mean, we were just, I think that God is giving us the go, the green light on this and saying, okay, like this, I've got a purpose here. And that is, you know, how you, if you start your day, um, with, um, not my will, but thy will be done. Or when there's a problem, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I shot myself in the arm with a three inch framing nail. That was awesome. And you go, well, not my will, but thy will be done. It's like he didn't, it didn't hit any bone, didn't hit any major. It's just like, well, that's just so, that's, it's almost comical at that situation. Just a little hole now, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But it's like, uh, you know, it, that all, everything, if you look at life in that perspective, right. um, that's what we're trying to, trying to achieve. The music from the choir, they're going to have to go to work. Like they're going to have to, um, because you didn't, I think some of them came in thinking, oh, uh, we'll sing uh, Silent Night. We'll sing the, you know, some of the, maybe upon a, it came upon a midnight clear. We know those songs. It's going to be great. And we'll, maybe we'll sing um, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. How hard is that? And then Don's like, oh yeah, we will sing God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And it is difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I so I'm just, I, I want to say. That's my favorite number. Yeah, in it's In the great. whole production. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, this is contemporary gospel mm-hmm. music. So the right. chord progressions are not the same. And uh, a lot of the time signature, uh, time signatures and key signatures are changing throughout yeah. the compositions. And it's, uh, so no, it's not easy stuff. Now, I think a lot of that does fall on the soloist. Mm, yeah, yeah, The yeah. soloists that we yeah. have. Right. And then the choir is providing backing for them. Yeah. So that's helpful because you don't have, you know, I'm not trying to, to I guess, shape or sculpt an entire choir mm-hmm. to learn how to perform that way. Right, right. You know, it, it's more working with a, with a soloist and then working with a choir to kind of back them up. Yeah. yeah. These numbers. But yeah, oh yeah, they're, they're. I mean, there are some, con- he's like, well, it would be uh, some of this in, in your, on your part for, for the, for this type of choir is like, well, it would have been a little easier if we were doing this in Nashville, uh, <laughs> right. you know, because you're going to find, <laughs> you're going to find folks that are going right. to be able to, that they're going to be happy, right. you know, but we are blessed with an, a, an amount of talent here in the, in our area. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, and it just shows that it's kind of like the, the loaves and the fishes is how I've been looking at it. It's like, well, you think that, you know, 5,000 people show up and how are you ever going to feed them? And, and I think he's like, well, let's put it in God's hands. We'll do all our work will do our you know due diligence but um a lot of this is in god's hands and i think that's kind of speaking about what you were yeah we can do it talking yeah, about yeah, we can. Yeah. yeah you know and and it's not just having full faith and confidence in the folks that we're working with mm-hmm. that has to be there too yeah but um understanding at least from my perspective that the people who have found us mm-hmm. and who are willing to be doing this with us okay and creating this with us they they were put there. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think they that's were right. put there. Yeah, I think they were called. We talked about that the first night of the audit. You know, once we did our first read through after auditions were over, we announced the cast list. Everybody got together on a, on a Monday night. We have a whole you know the Brick Street uh, Theater facility is great. It it, it it's space uh, main 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 space represents the. Uh, size of the Bowman Fine Arts Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can pack everybody in there and uh, rehearse in a space that is equivalent minus the wing space. But uh, that allows, you know, to get a lot of people, which thank God, because we had a lot of people, we had a cast and then a lot of parents in there as well. And it was the first time that most of them had either heard the whole thing or been reminded of how the whole thing flows. And they certainly, no one had heard that with the additional dialogue that we added with the six choir scenes. Minus music, we, we gave some samples of the music that we were going to sing. And I think that there were some pucker moments there where some of the, some of the choir people are like, Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, so I had to, I'm going to say this now. Yeah, yeah. I, earlier. I had, 
I not I'm not going to pull back the curtain too much and say any more of the music that uh, that has already been identified. But so I uh, to to let the listening audience here in, you know, Don has been sharing these arrangements with with Troy and I, and and um, and you know his what he's going to be sculpting here with um, with the music and um, you know I, music is inherently I think there's even for the secular there's a inherently spiritual mm-hmm. uh element to music i mean it it's it's a it's a language of not i'm trying not to be cheesy here but it's a language of the of the soul oh i believe that and and so i i'm i am genuinely excited for people to experience this extra level that we're adding to this with the with the with the talent and skill that don has and what he's going to create with that choir and with those soloists and what he's shared already. I mean, this is going to blow people away. Absolutely. And when we come jump to yours in, in just a second here, but I don't want to discount what you said. You've got a, you've got a collection of three uh, talented, three or four talented musicians that were, that we're adding to this. And they're basically, is that, is it three or uh, four? Quartet. It's a quartet. So, yeah. but you're yeah. part of the quartet. Right, right. So yeah. it's three, three other plus three, you three additional yeah. musicians. Right. And so what you've got is essentially on stage mm-hmm. 90% of the time, um, where there is this, uh, it's a church worship band essentially. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're practicing and sometimes they're, you know, obviously they're most of the time they're performing, uh, but they're also providing this soundtrack and it, and, it, and it seamlessly allows you to just, uh, suspend your disbelief to use that theatrical term, mm-hmm. come in, sit down, watch this show. You're immediately part of the congregation for the show within a show for the mm-hmm. pageant at the end, but you're also experiencing all the behind the scenes stuff. And, and, and it's very, 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 very fun. So, uh, we've, we've, uh, skillfully placed, um, a worship band, uh, on the stage. Uh, and we have allowed that then to create this cool, um, uh, underscore for the entire show or most of the show that allows us to, uh, you know, it's almost like you're watching, uh, a film, and if you've if you've ever watched you know outtakes of a film without the without the score, it's like a completely different emotional mm-hmm. uh, reaction that you have. And then when you and then you watch the movie, and it's just like all of the film scoring, it just changes the dynamics right. of everything. And so we're trying we're, we're we're aware of that, yeah. and we're trying to do the same thing. And it's like I said, it's not a musical. Um, it's something compl- It's something different. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's a show that. Well, you'll never. We said it, but you'll never be able to see it again because it will do this six times, mm-hmm. six nights, and it belongs completely to Brick Street Theater. What we're producing, uh, and then it'll never be done again mm-hmm. this way. So it's like there's one opportunity uh, on on two weekends, I guess, mm-hmm. to to come and see it. So so make your plans now. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's it's something very very special, and we think that uh, we like to we we pray that God is with us. And mm-hmm. so far, what we've seen is you know the fun things that are working uh, in that way. Now, um, one of the things that we've added is we have added a um, this we call it a dinner theater experience. Yes. And what's fun about that is, is, uh, that on Saturday nights, so brick street traditionally does six, six shows for most of their big shows. I think for all of their shows, they do six shows. Maybe the the kids shows I think are different when they do brick street kids in the summer, they just do shorter versions, but, but for all of their main shows, um, there's six performances. And so there's always a Sunday matinee and then there's Friday night and a Saturday night. Uh, and then there's, and that's two weekends. And then Saturday, what we've done is we've added a, 
unique, mm-hmm. thrilling mm-hmm. Um, dinner theater experience where people pay more for their tickets, $40 ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then people are like, well, they just drop their spoon. Oh my gosh. I don't know what you're eating with your spoon or whatever, but, yeah. but pick, they, you know, pick it back up, pick it back up. Cause you're going to like what you hear next because you get a, first of all, it's the ticket to the actual show, which is mm-hmm. 16 bucks. You get the show, um, you get the dinner theater, you get the dinner theater part of it. So you get a great meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're working with, uh, uh, a very, uh, kind of an exclusive actually, um, uh, person who is, is going to help us put this uh, meal together. So you're going to love the food. It's mm-hmm. not like something that you're uh, maybe uh, used to getting. Uh, so the menu is very, very good and very well selected that you're going to love the food. So there's, I don't know what people pay. Well, I do know what some, you know, different people, you can go to A&W, for example, and you're going to pay 15 bucks per person. So I mean, like automatic, because it's going to be better than that. Yeah. Nothing against A&W, God bless A&W. But, but like, we're going to have uh, this fantastic meal. And then on top of that, you get a show, mm-hmm. and that that whole experience is like you're getting two shows in one night plus a dinner, and uh, there's only uh, about a hundred tickets per night. So yeah. I mean, that's it. There's only going to be a hundred people that eat on Saturday night. Yeah. Two Saturday nights. You you're going to want to get your yeah. ticket for Saturday. Yeah, nights. that's going to happen. You'll come back and see the matinee on Sunday. Yeah, uh, but come yeah. on those Saturday nights yeah. for sure, and Friday too. I mean, yeah. if you can't make it, if you can't make it Saturday, okay, right, get yourself there, right, for sure. And and yeah. uh, and what are they going to see? Well, it's it's really going to be uh, it's going to be a menagerie. It's going to be one part uh, sketch comedy. Uh, There's going to be so it's a little bit of a Saturday Night Live feel. It's going to be one part improv. So a little bit of you're familiar with whose line is it anyway? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be some dance. There's going to be some music. There's going to be ex- uh, fake fires. There's going to be explosions. Mm-hmm. Um, chickens. There, there might be there might be more than one chicken. <laughs> My chickens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, right now we're going to commit to it. There's I don't know why we're not using your chickens. Yeah, right. Because yeah, yeah. our chickens are a little bit, a little bit more elite. Chickens are on the down low. Yeah. <laughs> so here, this, here's, but here's, I, I, we don't want to give too much. Not everybody. Salt my chickens. <laughs> salt my. Just, there's a just, chicken war happening right now. You just have more than we can use. Okay, so we, I, we don't want to give too much away. Right, right, right. Wide. It really is going to be um, uh, a way for for the audience. Uh, that's come Saturday night to enter into the world that they're going to about to enter into with the, with the show itself, with yeah. the Christmas pageant ever. Um, it's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be funny. It's going to be, um, engaging. We're, we're literally, you're going to, uh, it's going to be a little, a little bit of a Tony and Tina wedding feel as well. Um, it's going to feel like, Again, not trying to give too much away, but it's going to kind of feel like you're eating a meal in a in a in a church basement. That's, but the food's going to be really, really, really yeah, good. Yes, and that is something that uh, from the get go, talking about this, what we call it, I'm calling it um, just for brevity's sake. I call it the second unit. So you're a yeah. second unit director. That is these two Saturday night shows where we are creating. Mm-hmm. It is not a potluck. No, it is not. We are avoiding using the term. I tried so that we keep. Uh, so that we prevent people who are going to buy tickets to right. say, well, I'm not paying 40 bucks for a potluck. I'll tell you that right now. Also, what are we supposed to bring? Right. You know, uh, nobody, n- nobody needs brings, to bring food to do this. not bring anything that's already catered. Right. But the, but everyone, most people I think have experienced a church basement potluck. Yep. And, uh, and because of that, that is usually before or after uh, something like a Christmas pageant mm-hmm. or some large event in a church. We love to celebrate together as a Christian family mm-hmm. in church 
by eating together. That is a 2000 year old tradition where, you know, you're going to, you know, come together, you're going to worship and spend the day together some to, to some degree, and then you're going to eat together and, break, sh- bread. and break bread. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, um, that's as old as the tradition as you can get. The churches do a great job of it. But what's funny about our, you know, we recognize, um, with the little twisted minds that we have, like the church meals, mm-hmm are funny they are they're they are hilarious and they're funny because of it, it doesn't matter what denomination you go to no uh-uh. uh, or really what a part of the country that you are attending church that's true you are experiencing a subculture it is a subculture yeah. and and it is almost <laughs> entirely run Right. by church ladies exactly the church ladies run the show they in the do. church basement uh-huh. and um and that is something that people are going to identify with in in this uh saturday night dinner theater experience yes. prior to the main show that i think is going to have them yeah. <laughs> laughing all the way into their seats when they go into the main theater. that's going to be our goal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, I mean, it's going to be all those things and 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 hopefully more. I um, mean, we've got a really talented uh, uh, crew. Like the, the cast of this whole thing is they're they're talented, funny, musically, you know, theatrically. Um, uh, we've got we've got great people that are going to be a part of this dinner theater experience that are going to make you feel like you're you've you've stepped into that you're in um, there and then you're in there and yeah. it, and then and then you get to see another amazing show and there are obviously uh, we've done a very good job of tying into a little foreshadowing mm-hmm. so you get some foreshadowing you you realize that you are you are at the same church where this this yeah the great the best christmas pageant ever is going to happen right and you just happen to have the the dinner uh before that show occurs and so whatever that means that's how we've that's how we've staged this and i think that when you take um all of those elements and you put them all together uh it is fun to it, it, it's fun and, and probably in some cases easy to poke fun at the dynamics and some of the uh, over-the-top personalities, I think that most of us have experienced mm-hmm. um, in a church, and particularly in a in a in a church um, meal like that uh, with church ladies. Uh, and yet, at the same time, mm-hmm. um, this entire show is about redemption. And yeah. so, you think about like, like, yeah. It, Don and I went to the same church growing up together as kids, you know, and it's like we could, without naming names, um, we could probably very quickly rattle off a number of great old lady names that ran the show yeah. that had their way of doing business <laughs> and that were constantly uh, maybe a little passive aggressive about some of the uh, in the midwest in the midwest uh, of some of the you know like how it should be done and who's bringing what and why they shouldn't have brought that dessert again nobody even eats it and it's so it's and yet at the same time that's how a lot of the business in a church actually gets done uh-huh. thank god for the church ladies because they're they're like well the men aren't going to do it they're going to just sit around on their duffs we got to tell them you know whatever right. and they're not wrong and at the same time you've also got uh, those are the those are the people that are going to be handing out you know ham sandwiches at your funeral. Right. So, uh, in 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 many ways, our culture has gotten has moved away from going to church. Mm-hmm. 
They've said, um, um, I've got other things to do on Sunday. It certainly is easier not to go to church mm-hmm. um, than it is to go to church. Sure. Although we've ultimately just a, a, abandoned any type of dress code for most, for the most part, you know, people are showing up in their pajamas to church and I guess, well, I'm glad you're here, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so like when, when I was going to, as a kid, you, you, that was a long time ago, you, you, you kind of dressed up, you had your church clothes. In fact, mm-hmm. if you were going to a school, you know, like you're going to sing in a school choir, you know, like you had your Christmas concert or whatever. And then the, the letter would come home about what it is that you're supposed to wear. Just wear your church clothes. Well, one, most people went to church and two, most people knew that there was a little bit of a, an uptick in the, the wardrobe right. to go to church. Now, if you were to say that, one, you wouldn't say it's a Christmas concert. Two, you wouldn't uh, necessarily say church clothes because there's a, you know, a half of the people don't know what that even means. Mm-hmm. And then the other half that does, they're still confused because they're like, well, right. I mean, I went to church this morning. I, I mean, I'm wearing jeans and, mm-hmm. you know, I got a, a shirt and a sweater, but it's like, you know, I mean, we have definitely. Now, Don would look fabulous. He played the piano. He's got his jacket on. He's looking good and all that other stuff. But there is something to that. So there's just this whole, yeah. uh, there is a, there's a movement, unfortunately, uh, in the last maybe half century where we've slowly moved away. Uh, many families have moved away from attending church on a regular basis and they've got their valid reason. They're not valid, but they've got their valid concerns. And some of them are like the way that maybe that they were interacted with, with a church lady, or they were interacted with the pastor or somebody else at church or the opinions that the church people have or the, all of these other things. And then it's this weird fine line where it's like the church is the body of Christ and you have to be able the sorry, not the body, but the bride of Christ. And you have to, you have to toe the line. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, this is the way we do business. We don't accept these other ways. Um, yet we accept you as a sinner. Right. The question is, do you see yourself as a sinner? And, and some people are so reluctant to just even get over that hurdle. Right. Like that's why they're white. That's why their life I think sucks is because they're just like, yeah. well, I'm, I'm not to blame here. Right. And God's yeah. like, well, yeah, no, right. you actually are. You're <laughs> fallen. I can't, I can't have you with me right. without an arbiter because you have to repent. Exactly. And, and it's like, we're, I'm like, I'm constant in a state of repentance. I mean, you can't shoot yourself in the arm right. with a three inch nail without uh, accidentally sharing some choice words, you know, sure. and, and then you got to you got to repent, you know, and find the humor in that. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I mean that, and that brings it all back to what a hu- this huge theme of redemption, yeah. right? Yeah. Those, the, the people that haven't been to church in 30 years or that have walked away or that ever coming for the first time. And then also those church ladies, they, every single one of us needs redemption. You know, yeah. Paul said it, I, I am, uh, the least of these, you know, like he, he does what I continue to do what I do not want to do, even though he, you know, he has taken Christ as his savior and is, is fully trusting in him. It is our fallen human nature until, until Christ calls us home each individually or until he returns. That's, that's the state of humanity. Right. We are all in a constant need of redemption. And if we don't admit that, yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Church ladies or first time. I want you to change. 
I want to, I want you to change your church for me and my, and my views. Right. Exactly. You know? And, it's like, and, that's, well, and that's, wait, like, that's not how that works. No, it isn't. It's Christ's views. Yeah. Christ's views and Christ. And they're like, yeah, but Christ hung, hung around, you know, prostitutes and drunkards and sinners mm-hmm. of all types and tax collectors, which, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, it's a bigger deal back then, I guess. But, you know, although who really likes the IRS, right? Do they even know? Do you think that they are like, like do you think like at the IRS building, there's like, there's like a big sign in math from Matthew, right? you know, like, is Matthew their patron saint of the IRS? I'd hope, I, you know, I'm you a, would hope. Yeah. Uh, but you're not, but it's, it's Christ also would hang around everybody because yeah. he wanted to reach out to everybody. He will get every last lost sheep. Right. But he would say every time that he healed somebody or cured somebody or saved somebody, he would say, go oh. and sin no more. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people who bring up, bring that up. Yeah. Like Christ hung out with, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the dregs of society or whatever. You yeah. Know, they, they fail to understand or to recognize the second piece of that. Yeah. You know, they just kind of stop there. Well, Christ hung out with, you know, whoever. well, Yeah. Okay, yeah. what, what's the second piece? <laughs> we know the second piece. Well, that would involve me making a change in right. my life. <laughs> uh. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I yeah. don't really want to do yeah. that. Those things get in the and that those things, I mean, that's the that's the faith. And that's and that and you have to surrender. Right. And you and you hear that a, a lot, hopefully. Um I think that when you bring the herdmans, you know, these six kids, derelicts, but are they uh, and then you can do all of the like the you know the psychological analyzation of all of the stuff. I don't really care too much about it. We'll do it for character building for the kids. But the reality is, is that they just have a tough family life. Right. We don't know what that is. It's not explained. It's certainly not explained in the play. I'm like I'm not assigning the book to be read by all eighty of our cast or whatever happened. You know, I mean, it's just they they're no different than anybody else. Mm-hmm. They're no diff. The Herdman's are no different than the kids who grew up in church, right. left the church, never came back to church, have done their own thing the whole time. But if they come and see this show or their kids are in the show or their grandkids are in the show, and it's been a long time since they stepped inside the, the church doors, unless they're at a funeral or a wedding, mm-hmm. my hope, my prayer is, is that they say, wait a second. Church ladies can be annoying, but we need church ladies. Yeah. People can, there's going to be messages in the gospel that are going to offend me. Yeah, but that's God's word. Yeah. You're offensive. You're, you, it's, you're offended. You're offending God. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, where do you think you rack up in that stack? There's God, and then there's everything else below that. And right. you're way below that. All of us are. Right. How holy, just how holy do you think yeah. you are? And I think it's fun when the Herdmans realize that, right? right? And and it's not explicit. It is kind of secular, like you said, Don. It's not like they're, you know, the, it's not like the, the gospel is read from Luke chapter two as you would in any Christmas pageant. You would tell the story of the nativity. That is the uh, that's the way the book was written. That's the way that the play is written. That's the way the musical when they are not doing again. Uh, but the, so Luke chapter two does appear in verses like you would expect it to, to be done. It doesn't take away from the, 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 the calamity of humor and all of the wonderful things that we're doing in the show. Uh, but it hopefully will just sink in, uh, tremendously when, when, when people hear it, um, because it does its own, it's got its own power. Like that's not, that's not anything we're doing. Right. In my opinion, yeah. you know, 
So uh, if you take, um, we kind of we kind of went down an, an interesting road there, but like, the, but that is our hope is that you know uh, we 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 want people to uh, come to the show. Obviously, you know, you sell tickets. We put in a lot of work. We got a great cast. Uh, it supports the community theater. I don't, you know, not everything that the community theater does is um, is is even in the Christmas shows that we've done in the past. They're not necessarily. They're all fairly secular. This is probably mm-hmm. the most. Uh, I would say religious version of a Christmas show mm-hmm. um, that Brick Street has done, mm-hmm. um, and you know, Elf was a great show. It's one of my favorite, you know, things that directed that. Uh, we had Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Uh, we had uh, White Christmas. Right. Um, on and on. There's a Christmas show every year, right? But it's a Wonderful Life. Didn't want to forget that one. You know, mm-hmm. the ridiculously enormous set that I built, um, <laughs> and. All of those were wonderful, and they all have that underpinning. There's an undercurrent, I guess, of, yeah, this is Christmas. We're supposed to love each other. Mm-hmm. But they don't say why. Right. And this one does. Yeah. You know, and I think that is awesome uh, when it affects the kids. And, and I think that, the, that the, that's, that's, that's the message that you want to send people away with. Right. You know? Um, so even in picking... Don, uh, picking music. I mean, you're you're in charge of the the tunes and and the, the arrangements, uh, but you're kind enough to send me um, selections in the in the last uh, several uh, weeks and just uh, you know compositions. You know, like I was thinking this, and I didn't. I I have very little input as far as like. I don't want to pick the songs. <laughs> I really, that's not my forte. Uh, that's your expertise, but I did have. There was a little back and forth with Don. And talk about that a little bit, if you would. Well, I don't know that I would call it back and forth. Yeah, just, yeah, you were sending some stuff my way. What do you think about this or that? And then, and I only had a couple of reservations. And, and, and I just wanted it to be, you didn't want it to be too churchy, like boring, like not, not, maybe boring is not the right word, but like not too traditional. Well, I don't even think that was it. I think yeah. um, the way I was looking at it was from the perspective of the flow of the production. Yeah, yeah. And the opening number, and the opening number was where I was a little bit hung up because it needs to be a bright yeah. and... Um, Punch him in the mouth. Just re- yes. Yeah. And fun and set the pace for the whole production that, hey, we're here to have a good time. But at the same time... Um, we're here to say something as well. And so finding a uh, traditional arrangement that fit that mold was kind of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And my thought was, well, there are churches that have church choirs mm-hmm. that perform for Christmas, and they'll sprinkle some secular numbers in there. Mm-hmm. Why don't we open the production with a secular number? Mm-hmm. And as the story of redemption happens... Um, you know, the the production itself becomes sort of an evolution from there. Yeah. So you start the whole you start the whole thing with a secular number, and then it becomes progressively a little, for lack of a better word, a little churchier and a little churchier. Yeah, yeah. Further along we go, and then mm-hmm. by the time we get to the end of it, it's just absolutely you know the message is just I mean, there's no denying it, <laughs> yeah. right, right, Troy? The correct, correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was only one, only one song that I demanded had to be, and, and it was yeah, the yeah. opening number. Yeah, and it was for that reason because you know your feelings, my understanding. Anyway, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but my my 
feelings uh, about it were that your, you know, your thoughts were that we should have um, spiritual and, and I'll just say it, Christian music Mm -hmm. all the way through, start to finish, no secular numbers. I hadn't even considered the point that you made though. So that was, yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, it's like I said, after we had discussed it here. Yeah. Um, there are num, you know, there, there usually are a few different ways to look at these things. You're right. Right. You know, there's not always just going to be my way or your way or yeah. somebody else's. Yeah. Right. So this is why open dialogue and discussion is important. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, ultimately I, I agree. I think, I think having, uh, I think what we have currently scheduled musically yeah. is probably better than what we had had. What, what I was looking at, at scheduling, let's say a couple of weeks ago. Even. Yeah. But what you did, uh, with that in mind, and you were absolutely right. I hadn't even considered that's why I don't, you know, I was like, uh, you need to be the one that does this. Um, uh, what you had is, uh, the music that we've picked out, even if there are, you know, you have obviously recognizable, these are, I know these songs, but you don't know them this way. And they are done in a way that is so performative and um, um, that you would you would play this anytime, anywhere, everywhere. And it, there is that progression, which I didn't even anticipate. You know, like, yeah, you are getting from, you know, the first number to the sixth number. There are seven numbers. Um, and, and so there are six scenes, seven numbers, six big songs, and then the seventh big song, everybody knows I can release that one. That's Joy to the World. And we're all going to sing that, the whole audience. And every, everybody always sings Joy to the World. But the wonderful thing about having Donovan Johnson um, in there is that I, all my, my only notes in that scene um, were the most magnificent uh, prelude, piano prelude to Joy to the World ever heard. <laughs> well, I don't know about small that. request. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so, so it's it's it is this it is collaborative in that way, and and I'm so thankful because it's something that I don't. Uh, it's not my strength, but I just know how how valuable that that message is. Uh, and you think about, I mean, think about back to the conversation about churches. Like mm-hmm. churches are embattled. One, they're embattled um, uh, spiritually. They're constantly being attacked. I think your church is in good shape spiritually if you're being attacked. Like if you if if you're constantly being attacked, um, so to speak, spiritually mm. because by by secular or, or you know maybe even wicked things that are happening, that means you're and you're holding the line. That means you're probably doing the right thing as a church, you know. So you can probably take good stock in the fact that it's like, well, uh, we're doing the right thing here. And and even though it's like you're constantly getting lambasted or whatever it happens to be, but the other part of it is, is like these uh, churches are always imbe- so. That's one maybe politics or whatever it happens to be. But the other one is music. Like music is an easy one to get wrapped around the axles in in church. Think about it. And there's not a single church that I've ever been to, attended, was a member, but any of those things are you guys have been around too. And it's just like, tell me that's not always like a common right. pastors. Sure. When we had that, you know, we had the resurrection round table out here, you got Lutheran, Baptist, Methodist, you know, that are out here. And then just like, it's constant. It's a constant conversation. What's the music selection going to be? Right. And then there's like, you know, I want it to be this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today in church, we sang Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Amazing Grace. Like you can't fail with Amazing Grace, mm-hmm. but you also can't sing Amazing Grace every single Sunday. No. I guess you could, no. you know, but that's you know. So there's like that satisfies everybody. And then you're like, but I like you know, 
as the deer panteth by the, you know, and it's just like, oh, you know, so like they got that, you know, and, they, and all of the, and you got diff, you have, there's like this wide scope. And Don, you've done lots of work with the bigger churches in Omaha. Uh, and I mean, it, tell me that's not like an issue where. Oh, huge issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't even, mm-hmm. don't even get me started. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I can't, I mean, it's something that's not, it's not like uh it's not like grounds for divorce or anything like that. It's never get, but it's just like uh, you know, Heidi likes the, uh, the 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 you know the the big church music, the thirty minutes of singing, mm-hmm. you know, before you start, you know, the worship band and all of that stuff. And Don, you and I have talked about this before, and I'm the opposite end. Like I'm yeah. like, you could eliminate ninety percent of the music right. for me. I'll take the doxology um, and uh, some common theme, mm-hmm. you know, standard for when you maybe give the offering and maybe one song, mm-hmm. you know, um, because what I want is a forty-five minute doctoral thesis on this particular section of the Bible. Right. And, but so you're never going to make everybody happy. No. Unless you're focused on Jesus. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, but boy, will there be a a lot of battles. Yeah. 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 And the battles are part of the show. They are. They like are. The, you know, like the, they're a part of humanity. It is. So you come in and it's like, you can kind of tell that there are some undercurrents of conflict, right. which happen in every church. Tell me that there's a family that doesn't have conflict. Sure. Doesn't exist. There's no church that doesn't have conflict. Right. You know, and so you, how we handle that and how we work through those conflicts, uh, that that's how we grow. Right. I couldn't agree more. But there's so many people then that go, you know, that have left the church, that they don't take their kids to church. You know, think about, like, the Herdmans aren't coming to church in this show mm-hmm. um, b- without the free snacks. <laughs> it works. It's true. So how does that tie into, like, think of all of the, like, dingbat ideas that we have uh, as churches mm-hmm. of, of new programs to try to draw in. Mm-hmm you know, the kids and the things that we do, those are good. Right. I mean, if they're based in, you know, proselytizing, essentially like we want to reach as many kids as we can to talk about Jesus, you know, right. that's good. But man, there's a lot of programs out there, you know, sure. and they're almost all driven by church ladies. Exactly. Right. <laughs> or super, um, maybe overly energetic, um, miss misplaced um imagination and uh some probable possible lack of wisdom youth youth pastors yeah <laughs> we didn't have a youth pastor when don and i were going to we went to a really tiny church yeah um and um it's all volunteers it was all, all volunteers. they let us do whatever we wanted and that was not a good thing That's... all the time <laughs> uh don and i did a we did a church we did a christmas pageant Oh boy! Uh, yeah, as teenagers, yeah. and we did uh, a Star Trek version wow. of uh, the Nativity. So, if you could imagine, please, Donna's a big Trekkie. Yeah. So, okay. we created a story where I don't know if you ever followed Star Trek or not, but I've, like I've you can, you yeah. can. Uh, they would occasionally go back in time because of wormholes or whatever magic sure. that happens in space, and so we created a a wormhole back to the nativity <laughs> with the wow. USS enterprise that took the entire, the entire crew. <laughs> Were one of you, Captain Kirk 
James T. Kirk in the situation? I think that was you, Troy. Yeah, it was me. Oh, yeah. my word. It, yeah, holy smokes. It was me. I would like to take a wormhole <laughs> back to that production. <laughs> I would like, like to. I mean, uh, you don't. Oh, no. <laughs> you really maybe, don't want Maybe it. there's going to be a play within a play within a play. We, were we could t- do that. We had, a, we had a cardboard backdrop of the nativity, and we had our USS Enterprise <laughs> set up on the steps uh out of the basement and kind of a weird doesn't matter how it was arranged but i remember when we were painting the set we used spray paint and of course we were kids no concept of holy smokes how to be safe with spray paint no we didn't that get, explains a lot no it wasn't like that no. it was it was like uh there was no i mean your current you know there set. was new carpet in oh. the basement and so for a good 15 years after that production uh there was still a straight line of paint black, where black where the cardboard color. backdrop had been and where we painted right down to the line. glorious <laughs> like morons um that's amazing yeah we was oh they were church did ladies you, were not pleased about that did I you will tell you beam up the baby jesus did he we did beam? not we okay, did not we weren't sacrilegious theologically well, i guess it depends on how you look at it right we weren't sacrilegious in the nativity we told the story of the nativity correctly but it was just like captain kirk and the crew visit and they leave with you know this happiness Amazing. that it had you know whatever yeah, we'll do it, that one next year. Oh no, Lord, that was that's lost to <laughs> time. No, 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 that's lost to time. <laughs> no, we could no, we could find a wormhole. We could do this. <laughs> I think uh, not that it matters. I think John Pletcher was Spock. He was because he was and tall, he's the perfect Spock. And he, too. Had, he had dark yeah. hair that was always kind of cut like that bowl cut anyway, and kind or, of a long face. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we just yeah. care. We I'm just assuming he cast everybody. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think you were you were you Scotty or who were you? No, no you were the Bones. Bones. Yes. Because yep. you really wanted to say, "Damn it, Jim!" But we couldn't because it was, <laughs> dang, "Dang it, Jim!" Dang I, don't it. Know. I don't know. Gosh darn it, Jim! <laughs> 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 and there was and there was a stupid right. uh, Star Wars a uh, Star Wars Star Trek fight. You know where they would like unnecessarily oh, yeah. grab hands yeah. and then do like this. You know where like like you know like over the top. You can't nobody could see it because it's audio. But like they would just grab hands and then like you go Turn left around. and then you go right and you're yes. like you're just holding each other by hand. Down at Jim, it's a manger, not a. It's a manger. I'm not a miracle worker. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's great. But those type of experiences. So like those stayed with us, obviously forever. And I think that that's. You know that's why this show is special to, uh, to me and I think Don and Nate. It's just mm-hmm. the you know I don't know what experiences you had, you know, as a kid in church, but it was uh, some, was it anything like that or absolutely yeah I yeah? mean there's there was always an element of, I mean I grew up in the church. My father's a pastor. And, oh yeah. Um, so oh I so got, yeah. Yeah, I got to see things. You are Elmer Hopkins. I am really. It's true. Yeah. I I got to see things firsthand. Um, and very in depth, uh, the to the the deepest recesses of church ladydom, 
um, <laughs> and the all of the the details about productions that nobody needed to know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was. I can't think of specifics right now because honestly, I'm just too focused on. I'm, my imagination is still stuck on the two of you. <laughs> Star, Star Trek. Oh, we had the turtleneck. That's not even the worst of it. Yeah, <laughs> it gets worse. Oh yeah, yeah. They let us. They let us rain a little freely for Halloween one time, and that was too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. We won't go any further. Yeah, we're, than not that. Gonna, we just, we're, we're not going to get into that yeah. one. Boldly go where no man has. Yeah. Gone. Well, it was just <laughs> that you just don't do. You know why? Why would you do a haunted house in the annex of the church? That's just dumb. <laughs> that sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, it's a bad idea. You know, poor, 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 poor adult planning on that. Where were the church ladies on that deal? Could have <laughs> reined that in quick, but no. <laughs> they get blamed for everything. That's right. So well, I'll tell you where they were. Yeah, they were in the basement of the church at the end of the haunted house. Face is red. <laughs> yes. Pretty furious. Can't believe this happened. Yeah. That's right. I think they'd be happy to know that we're doing this show, though, that we're, mm-hmm. that we, uh, everything, talk about redemption. <laughs> you know, right. um, kids are, one of the comments behind the scenes, I guess, that is funny about this for me is that, um, uh, you cannot direct this show, uh, which is about a lady who directs a show full of kids for the church and has a lot of, you know, uh, sage advice from the experts in the church, the, the, the church ladies, and, and even the pastor who comes in in one scene and and says maybe we should maybe we should cancel the show, you know, whatever, and 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 understandably so considering the things that have occurred. Right. But I think that um, it's funny to me as I as I as and I find peace with it. Actually, it's solace to say, oh, I get it because I'm experiencing the same thing uh, to some degree. You know, there's a lot of uh, very helpful and experienced people that are in the uh, Brick Street Community Theater, the theater organization um, that have helped us with everything. They do all of our marketing. They do all of our, uh, they provide forms for us. They provide support. Obviously, all of, I mean, it's just amazing the amount of support that we have. Uh, but they also have the tendency, whether they know it or not, to actually sound like the church ladies in the show sometimes yeah. because they're just expressing their concern, which is legitimate. And they're like, this is a very large cast. Do you know how large this cast is? Are you going to cast everybody in this cast? And I was like, yeah, because they all came. <laughs> they're making it real. Correct. <laughs> making it real. Behind the scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes. And I love it. It's great because, because you know, again, you put it in God's hands. Uh, you do you put it in God's hands and then do your due diligence and make sure that you organize things and, and get it right. squared away, you know, Um and and uh, and and it's just been uh, kind of fun uh, and and a little bit funny too because I was like oh I think this you know like that was a little church lady thing to say you know or whatever and and but it's it's rooted in the same thing that all church ladies have and that is love and care for the 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 organization uh, and the mission. And I think that is it. So this is not a show about church ladies. The church ladies are very important to the show, um, but there is redemptive quality in that as well. Because you get to the end of the show, um, and they've seen the pageant. You'll see if you come to the show, or if you see another version of it. Um, you know that it changes. Uh, even the kind of the bosses of the church, like, mm-hmm. kind of gives their like their, what they saw uh, was like. I think that was our the best christmas pageant we've ever had right and that's what we're trying to that's what we're trying to indicate yeah yeah well we should tell people how to f- get their tickets i feel like oh yeah you should probably you should probably do that <laughs> yeah. i mean after all this this good uh breakdown of 
Oh, I didn't want to leave anything out, but I was going to leave that out. Oh, but I, but I, I mean, I don't want to leave that out. I just turn on your internet. Yeah, turn on my. Go to www. Yeah, Brick Street Theater spelled the fancy way. It's spelled the fancy way with the R E. Ra. Ra. Yeah, tra. Theatra. Right. Brick Street Theatra. Uh, dot org. Yeah, O R G. Because we are five hundred one C three organization, which mm-hmm. uh, you're more than welcome to donate. In fact, mm-hmm. you can even uh, donate on the website there and find a way to do that. But yeah, the tickets will go on sale November eighth. November eighth, which is a Wednesday. Yeah, uh, and we're pretty excited about that. So, um, look the um, the Bowman Theater hosts uh, seats six hundred and fifty people. Right. Um, so there's six shows. So we should have, uh, we should, you know, there's only 650 seats per night and you're going to want to see it more than once. If you're in the area, if you're traveling a couple of hours to come to see the show, which you, you should, cause you won't see it ever again anywhere else. Not right. by, uh, not the way that we're doing this. Uh, certainly encourage you to do that. Get your tickets. They come on sale a little over, a, well, just under a month now, a month from the day that we're recording this, the 8th yeah. of October. So November 8th, yeah. um, which is a Wednesday. They'll come on sale, and they're sixteen bucks, so pretty reasonable, I feel, for for what you get. Unless you're getting the dinner theater experience, mm-hmm. in which case it's forty. Uh, I dare you to get the the dinner theater experience. Do one. it, I dare you. You'll yeah. be very, very, very. There's only there's only two hundred of those tickets, so you're you're not. I mean, one hundred per night, uh, two Saturdays is it? Snatch them up. Yeah, yeah and then uh, in the meantime, like get out on if you're if you're on the Facebooks, get on Facebook, follow Brick Street Theater on Facebook. Yeah, share that share the information about the show with your with your friends and family invite them to come yeah the word doesn't spread mm-hmm. um without people telling right. the story and that's that's what we're we're, that's what we're doing you know, look the, the the story of the great uh, the best christmas pageant ever i think is pretty well known mm-hmm. uh certainly there's a book and there's lots of ways that you can check it out um but this is going to be a unique experience it's going to be unlike uh, what you can see, uh, well, if you've ever seen a version of this, I know that Mason City did it. Uh, you know, they're about thirty miles away. They did it a year ago. Uh, it won't be like this. It won't be like that. Uh, it's just different, and yeah. and you won't see it anywhere else ever again. So we're pretty excited about it. We've combined the talents of a tremendous cast um, that I feel like God has provided us. Uh, I look forward to and hope that the work that we do as directors inspires the hearts and minds of the people that are in the cast. Uh, and I certainly hope that it does the same thing for the audience, um, which we uh, look forward to performing this show. Absolutely. In about two months. What? Yeah. Okay. We got to get to work. Yeah. We Let's wrap this up. Wrap it up. Don, any final thoughts on what it is that we're trying to do or what you'd like to say? Or is there anything that you need? that uh, maybe some of the listeners can say, oh, I didn't, I can probably provide that. I've got everything I need. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. The the folks that are, that are involved and uh, as far as, uh, you know, resources that are needed, it's all there. And um, as far as final thoughts go, really, I would just say, come see it. You know, it's, it's going to be a great production. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, it's going to be big, it's going to be powerful and, there's a lot of work going into this. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nate. Yeah. I'll just echo that last part. I mean, come and see it and tell people about it. It's, uh, it's going to be so, so, so worth your time. You're going to, you're going to love it. Um, if you can get there for a Saturday night, 
make that happen. Absolutely. Um, but every show is gonna is gonna be uh, an in, in, an incredible experience. Yeah. Well, we just love this show so much. Uh, it's something that has touched the hearts of so many children that have had the book read to them in elementary school for decades. Uh, it has touched the hearts of the teachers that have read that story to them and parents who have read the story to them. And it touched the hearts of the cast that have, uh, I believe, that have that have participated in it uh, around the country and the world. Uh, we're going to shoot for the exact same thing. And obviously, I think that the people that watch the show, wherever they have seen it, and certainly if they come and see our show, mm. uh, they're going to experience something very, very special and that's how uh, it's supposed to be because i can't think of anything much more special than the actual nativity itself and so something that um we uh we look forward to updating you on uh, periodically this certainly will not be the last time that uh, that you hear from me on this subject on the sunny side of life uh it is something that uh I'll, you know we'll keep you posted on um and we're going to do the best that we can to um document um video and 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 photograph uh, and then just kind of keep track of, of the memories that we are making as we do this very unique production uh, with a very talented cast and a wonderful community. Uh, and you're part of that community. And I know that we've got listeners all over the country and uh, a few people in Europe. I don't know what they're doing, but uh, you're welcome <laughs> to come over and, and to check out um, the best Christmas pageant ever, uh, which is at the Bowman Fine Arts Center. And uh, tickets go on sale on the 8th of November. Uh, and then we will start our, our opening night will actually be Friday, December 8th. So one month after tickets come on sale, two months from the day that we're recording this, uh, it is uh, opening night at the Bowman, uh, and then Saturday night, like we talked about, uh, and then Sunday night on the 10th, same thing the following weekend, Friday the 15th, Saturday the 16th, and Sunday the 17th. And there's only 650 seats in the Bowman, uh, so by all means, uh, get your get your nights picked out. And I say nights because if you're able to come more than once, I think you're definitely going to want to because it's going to be a show that is going to move you and you're going to want to get more of it. And of course you'll only have six opportunities to do that. Yep. So thank you, uh, Don. Thank you, Nate, for coming out to Sunnyside and sharing your thoughts and your um, just the input about this great show. Uh, it is uh, a bigger production than what it just seems like on its face. It's not just a, um, a, a show with a huge cast. It's not just a show with some great music. It's not just a show with some funny lines and six additional scenes. It's a show that has the, um, the birth of the gospel behind it. And it's something that we hope that everybody can appreciate, enjoy and take with them the peace of knowing that Christ is a savior and that he is born and with us. Um, um, and that's something we should be celebrating for Christmas. Amen. All right. I got to go cast some chickens. Let's cast some chickens. Let's go, Don. All right. Let's go. All right. I want to thank all our friends and guests for stopping by for this episode of The Sunny Side of Life. All the Sunny Side of Life players who stopped by. Creative support provided every day by my incredible wife, Heidi, and our fantastic four boys. Thanks to every one of our listeners. That means you. A big shout out to my brothers and sisters in uniform holding the line around the world. Share the word, folks. Let the people know what we're up to. Subscribe so you never miss an episode and follow us on social media. All skits are written or adapted and directed by me, Troy Thompson, and are produced here at Sunnyside Farm Studios and delivered to all platforms 
by Buzzsprout. Music and sound effects are provided by Soundstripe. The Sunny Side of Life is a weekly production about our life on the family farmstead here in Iowa, the liberties we prize, and the pursuits which make us happy. Now, none of this is possible without Christ in our lives. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. So may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may the sunny side of your life, liberty and pursuits, be in Christ, and made evident unto you each and every day, and give you peace. Peace.